Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oscar Watch Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Buja, and joining me once again in this brand new year is the one and only Alex Riviello. Alex, happy new year. Hey. How are you doing, buddy? Happy new year, Steve. Pretty good. I ended the year with a whole bunch of calamities in my family. There's no perfect way to end. I had my old, eldest kid at lice, my youngest poker finger. And that was the end of the year. Oh, that's uh, oh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, that's yeah. Just... So that's been fun. So we had a you know like a quarantine <laughs> <Year Eve laughs> Eve away from anyone, so we could not harm anyone else uh, or or, th- or themselves more. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you know, you know, Alex, you, you're not making me very confident in this whole being a dad <laughs> thing. It's, oh, yeah. Just it seems like your kids are always sick or getting injured or something is happening. That's all it's like, kids. Oh, God. Ugh. Ugh. Gotta get a disease from or or just hurt themselves. That's all they do. Ugh. Month. God, I guess that's how they get tough. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Gonna find out. That, uh, it's very, <laughs> it's it's weird. My wife and I were we were talking about it, and and now it's the year the baby will be born in, and that just kind of added to the whole. Oh shit, this kid's coming in. Uh, less less than two months now. Um, that's, that's exciting. Uh, <laughs> terrifying, terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. Oh, and, and, and very terrifying. Uh, are you, are you looking forward to 2017, et cetera, things like that? Yeah, I, 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 I really fitting that we start off with the, uh, the story of. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah, that was I, a great segue right there. I love it. Uh, yes. The movie this week is 1973's Best Picture winner, The Sting, directed by George Roy Hill, starring Paul Newman and Robert Redford. And it is the story of two con men conning some people out of money like they do. And yeah, it is uh, it is a very fitting tribute for our first film of the year, now that I mentioned it, because, hey man, America, we got conned last year, didn't we? And yeah, we were, uh, we were Robert Shaw on this, and we're... Uh, going to be asking for all of our money back actually we've all learned it though i mean it's a good con you know if it's, they don't even realize they've been con- yes um yes oh i yeah they do they do they do they do make it get get away but like the oceans movie in uh like oceans 12 they uh, i believe there was a sequel to the sting the sting 2 10 years later starring none of the original actors except for the writer david s ward and I believe Robert Shaw comes back, or sorry, Robert Shaw's character comes back to exact revenge, and they, I assume they got to con him while conning somebody else, and I'm sure it's very complicated and whatnot. It's got Jackie Gleason in it. Yeah! That's we- I just, it's but, very odd. Part in the original, I don't know. 83, too. That was like, and your Gleason, you know. Right, that's, Yeah. Yeah, uh, one of the few. Uh, I'm trying to think of other other Oscar films that have gotten sequels. Obviously, The Godfather, Lord of the Rings technically counts. Terms of Endearment, um, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, yeah, I suppose those are sequels. Yeah, just a, just a whole bunch of them. I remember Chi- I remember Chinatown, which did not win in 1975, but that got a sequel, The Two Jakes, which I have never seen. But these are the interesting things. Alex, had you seen The Sting before? Had not. Oh, first, I, it's one of those movies that I didn't much about. I'd heard about it. Ooh, it was a heist movie. That's about all I knew about it. And I didn't realize that it was like 
big reunion of the Butch Cassidy and uh, George Hill bringing back Redford. Yeah. Whole whole you know, six. It was what after uh uh yeah four or five yeah four years yeah yeah sixty nine so yeah three teaming is like the power. Yeah, getting the band back together and yeah, so definitely you know that's 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 a good way to think about it when going into this like you know I mean that that just sells itself on a trailer right I mean I don't know if, I'm not really sure how they marketed it but I, I... I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure it's Butch and Sundance or back again I, or or something like that kind of almost is exactly that again yeah equal to Butch Cassidy in a way like a weird a weird I don't know. It's definitely they definitely are similar characters. They do it so well. I'm I'm convinced. Uh, Redford and Newman, they're great actors. They are really great at kind of playing themselves yeah. in movies, and they do they do it phenomenally. Don't get me wrong. And they're you know, but they are basically Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Although I think wait, uh, Butch was. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Butch, Butch was Paul Newman, and he was the experienced guy. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, it's, yes, exactly, it's, it's, exactly. It's, it's exactly the same thing. Okay, <laughs> it's the experienced guy showing the guy how to play illegal that that nets them a lot of money. Yeah, but uh, they get away with it here. Spoiler alert: it's a forty-something-year-old <laughs> movie. They get away. They get away with it. Whereas in Butch, they uh, quite famously do not. Which Right. One of, is, one of my favorite endings, by the way, in any movie. I just love it. Yeah, it was a good ending. That's the interesting thing about The Sting is that having not seen uh, one of those movies is kind of hard to go back to because there's so many movies that have been influenced, like clearly influenced, like Ocean's yes. Eleven movies. Could oh, not have yeah. been new ones, at least. Because uh, um, uh, it's kind of like type for every kind of film. Kind of. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's very kind of whimsical. Funny. It's it's uh it's more of a you know it's kind of comedy, real serious stakes. Even though people die in this movie, this that kind of movie. It's more like kind of just how fun it is to watch these two people skip their way through for everything. Exactly, exactly. It, it's great. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of con man movies. I just because when you walk into it, you're like you're automatically assuming like okay everything i am watching is a lie it's like con man movies i think are a great they're a great metaphor for films in general because the directors are just they're showing you things that do not exist and um but the sting i you 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 are right in that it is a the prototype heist hustle movie because this is a very complicated plot uh, all the all the reviews i read saying like yeah you got to you really got to take notes on this you don't really have to take notes on it, but it cer- it certainly helps. And there were certainly there were one or two times I was like, "Oh, I was actually surprised by this little little twist. Should have seen it coming." Because while it may not be the greatest of movies, I do appreciate the tightness of the plot in this and that everything sort of revolves around it and never loses focus of what it's trying to do. And I can appreciate that in a movie uh, a lot. I, I see a lot of people in, in researching this. I saw a lot of people like Richie's career to this film because it's very much kind of like a lock where take place with all these kind of criminals and just all comes around yeah all of them meeting at the end yeah and that, but yeah but not just but not just criminals it's cool criminals it's criminals with right, 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 right. with class 
style yeah. with with a, some some code so to it. Stripe suit. Oh. <laughs> with, that, uh, <laughs> with red, and the, and the shoes that will let you know where you are from two blocks away. The sound mixing was I was like, wow, those are really loud. <laughs> but you know, Redford and Newman, they they can cut a suit like fantastic. They look damn fine in one. But yeah, I can I can see the influence in a lot of other things that came before it. And now that I think about it, you're right. Guy Ritchie is absolutely, he was totally like, these are his bread and butter, like the wacky charismatic underground hustlers of literally every Guy Ritchie movie, except for King Arthur. I assume. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, It's a real thing coming out. I don't, I can't believe that's that's actually actually happening. Um, uh, I, myself, I always approached the sting as one of those, huh? Oh, yeah, that one, be- that one best picture, didn't it? <laughs> it one, uh, I'm just shocked at the number of awards it won because it was yeah, it always struck I, me as a nominated for. Not, uh, yeah, it, yeah, was it got one... nominated for a bunch, nominated for ten. We'll talk, we'll, and we'll talk about which ones that is in the next next segment. But it seems so very minimal. I guess would be the word. Just slight, and especially when we talk about what else was nominated. Let's not spoil it for anybody. It's. It's a large like. How did this one come about? But it uh, it was the highest grossing. I think one of the highest grossing, second highest grossing film of nineteen seventy three. Held the title for a little bit until the movie that probably should have won. Yeah, it is. So as far as like um, down for inflation, up there in like the top twenty five or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think it's the top the twenty second highest grossing film of all time. So. Everybody watched it. Everybody loved it. This it is pleasing and delightful. But is it the best picture? We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about why that may not exactly be the case. So stick around. The award for the best picture is never lightly given, and now to divulge the contents of this year's most important envelope is a very important contributor to world entertainment, and someone. Quite likely. Almost bound to happen. <laughs> but isn't it fascinating that. <laughs> fascinating to think that, that probably the only laugh that man will ever get in his life is by stripping off and showing his shortcomings. The Sting obviously won Best Picture, or else we would not be talking about it. However, it also picked up six additional Academy Awards, which still kind of boggles the mind. Alex, what else did uh, The Sting pick up that year, 1973? Best Picture, Bill had it for director. Okay. Best, er, that's one extra one. We have uh, Best, ori- best Original stri- uh, Screenplay, David Ward's screen. 
We have best art direction, best yep. costume design, uh, best film. That's it. And one other one, which oh. I think they should kind of bring back. I've I've heard a bit because there's a lot of you know people love to use say covers in their music, in their movies now. Best original score or adaptation or adaption of a score. Uh, the film uses a lot of uh, Joplin's "The Entertainer," you know that that very that very famous ditty uh, throughout the entire throughout the entire thing. In fact, um, Marvin Hamlish, who did the music to the Sting, who recorded the soundtrack, the soundtrack actually charted in the bill in Billboard because of his rendition of "The Entertainer," which uh, I'm I'm sure certainly helped lead to a raft of the awards it picked up but seven total awards seven total awards for the sting uh i would this if you told me i would have would have said this is probably a four or fiver so seven feels very high to me it's just very high and it was also nominated yeah yeah that's 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 without redford winning uh redford got nominated actor yep i'm surprised that all the actors get nominated uh, uh, well, uh, he was—he was either one who had to—he had the most dramatic lifting to do in the movie. Like it was—it's yeah. about—it's basically about him trying to get revenge, sort of. So it's like he—so he goes through a whole arc of it. Um, but I'm—I'm I'm actually surprised none of the other guys, like certainly Newman, for that scene alone with the in the card game, uh, should yeah. have gotten <laughs> should have gotten best supporting actor or like. I think any of the any of the minor bit players, the guys who are like really good at stuff, like Kid Twist, I'm like I'd give like he should have gotten a best supporting actor. Uh, that's that Shaw could have got a nomination. Yeah, and Shaw. Yeah, that uh, that that broke. He's got there a lot of. Oh, he's yeah. a great villain. <laughs> <laughs> it also, so it also lost for best cinematography. The movie. Um, <laughs> that's cries and whispers. We'll get to. That. Oh, <laughs> uh, and what was the last one? Uh, uh, sound, 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 mi- sound mixing, sound mixing. So, but like ten, oh. ten nominations overall. Like that puts you that puts you in the front runner for um, yeah, up there. With like with, like yeah, with, like like if any, like any movie gets ten, you're like okay, you're you've done something right. Sometimes you don't you don't actually win, but you know other times you win seven, and there you go. But Okay, the Sting won all of that. Alex, what else was nominated that year? What was its competition for Best Picture? Sure, we had uh, the big one was uh, I guess one I'd say that it was probably competing against was probably American Graffiti. Yeah. Uh, that that year, that was probably the big uh, front runner, I would say. Uh, but then we also had uh, Cries and Whispered. Ingmar Bergman, yeah, the uh, he was Swedish. Whatever he was, it also picked uh, up. Yeah. Be- it also picked up best cinematography, and uh, yeah, which is, I'm told, I'm told it's very beautiful. I'm tr- woefully inadequate in my uh, Bergman cinematography, but uh, <laughs> it's just, just there's so, so many movies to watch. Uh, what <laughs> else? So we got American Graffiti, Cries and Whispers, and we said uh, Touch of Class. I have never heard of this film. Heard before. of it, right? Yeah, me either. It's a British. Yeah, about an affair. Uh, you know, uh, g- uh, going back to graffiti, it is uh, worth noting that there was a time George Lucas was an up-and-coming and very talented director. I think this was right. was this his first? Or s- that was, was the one that first? yeah, that, this one that yeah, 
I mean, not the. Well, I would say T Rex thirty eight. That was kind of a weirdo you know, underground film. The big crowd pleaser. Right. Yeah. That one. Yeah, uh, it was nineteen um, fifties nostalgia film. Lots of car chases. Yeah, hitting at the perfect time. You know, twenty yeah. years later, that's that's exactly when you want a good nostalgia movie. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. and great cast. Oh, it's yeah. a fun, fun movie. It is a fun like movie. It. It's like it's like you know this is it's like oh this like this is the fifties you want to go back when you you want to go to when you want to make America great again. It's you know wackiness and fast cars and inept police officers. It's it's a fun film, but there was but, a there was a very not fun film nominated oh, <laughs> nominated that year that ended up being the most successful film of the year and uh, I think is. One of the greatest of all well, time. I've been holding off. I know you have. <laughs> yes, of course, it was The Exorcist. I know. How Classic. crazy is that? A horror movie. Like a straight yeah. up. Yeah, this one your, there's no. You know, like, tur- turn your head around horror movie. Not uh, only this got is nominated. One that they could have messed with, like, uh, Sounds of the Land. They kind of pulled off, like, oh, the suspense. No, 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 no. Like, uh, you know, I know, I know we've had that fight about whether uh, Sounds of the Lambs is a suspense film. But there's no way you could possibly oh, yeah. ever have that about the exit. Oh, it's totally, it's totally a horror, totally a horror movie. Just that, the, the the actual exorcism, like you, like it's clear, it's clear the uh, the influence this movie has had on the genre and ha- and the class that horror can actually be when it is not just about scares, but it's about people and it's about something. Because you know every exorcist, and there are so many movies. There's so many. There's so many like exorcist movies. There's so many movies cool, about yeah. exorcism. <laughs> they all come back to William Friedkin's just utterly amazing adaptation of William Peter Blatty's book. That's uh, great. How many? And and one, one deserves to be. It's always called one of the scariest movies of all time, and I really feel like it's one of the few that really deserves that. It it still holds up as a experience. And like even just like even just hearing the tubular bells, like even if you haven't seen the movie, you know that's the theme to The Exorcist. It's like it's it's that that's become part of the movie as much as Thus Spoke Zarathustra has become part of Two Thousand One. It's uh it like it's it's a world class horror movie, just great. And I think it only come in the seventies, and it's just they they were just messing around playing around. It just it's great. I have a good story. I don't know if I've ever told you. Uh, one of my teachers in high school, my religion teacher, when I went to a Catholic high school, uh, <laughs> was uh, was O'Malley, who is actually uh, a star of uh, the Exorcist, the priest that gives the last rites at the end. He's the guy who plays uh, the piano uh, during the film. Oh, he yeah? was my he was my religion teacher at uh, at four. Uh, yeah, and now uh, we did not get along <laughs> because uh, you know me being very. Uh, uh, Anti-theist is a yeah, and this dude, uh, yeah, and he he always he would always tell us these crazy stories. He was like these one of those like foul like cursing. He always tell us these stories about yeah, when I acted in that pornographic horror film <laughs> in the seventies, he would always call it that. He wouldn't he wouldn't say the Exorcist. Oh. Um, but yeah, anyway, that was a very very weird. I had a weird moment where I'm like, what do I know this guy from? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, oh right. I'm the Exorcist. <laughs> You should. I, I feel yeah, like you no, should be best friends because, like, dude, you were yeah, the exorcist. Oh no. No, 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 because you would give like you know, like if unless you were like unless you were answering the things in the the right way, you know, or, or like you know, uh, 
he would I, I basically like sabotage myself in his class i'll say <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah oh uh oh so have uh, you been watching the show the exorcist i haven't i i, I haven't I, I know. everyone's saying it's like actually really yeah. good and i like i have so many other things like, i need to watch but that should be on the terms. oh yes yeah, Sl- oh, slater rickman okay that's a it's a fun oh uh, from, wait, uh... wait, slater wrote it yeah. No kidding. Oh, old, uh, old, old Chud guy. Yeah. Huh. Here, uh, yeah, it's turned uh, screenwriter, Hollywood screenwriter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Extraordinary. Uh, extraordinary. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, really, I've heard nothing but good things about it. I just. Yeah. One it's... of those guys usually waits to till video, which is apparently bad for this in this case because it hasn't been doing too well. The ratings uh, uh, being great. Yeah, it's always the case. Uh, like Hannibal. Mm, Hannibal. Exactly. That's another one. <laughs> I was one of the only comers to that too, and I was like, ah. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. uh, but let's see. So those were so like those were the nominees. Uh, fun Oscar trivia. This was the year of the streaker. David yes. Niven. Uh, <laughs> David Niven was introducing the dame, the one and only Elizabeth Taylor, and a dude ran across the screen, streaking. David Niven <clears throat> in classic david Niven style responded with a quite a jab and it became oscar history you probably heard it at the top of this segment who am i kidding yeah, he, said, he said the uh his his line was the only left that man will ever get in his life is ripping off and showing his shortcomings <laughs> classic was, Niven right there yeah. <laughs> yeah. but one of the most memorable oscar moments in history which goes to show you how how boring and uh long those things usually go yeah, I mean it can be. So like, throw a streaker in there. Yeah, throw a streaker. Let's see what else. The uh, time Brando won and sent the not Indian Indian girl. Probably Roberto Benigni winning, jumping on the yeah, stairs. That's right. Sally, Sally Field, you love me, you really love me. There are some other big ones. Oh, uh, did, Cuba uh, Gooding. Oh yeah, Cuba Gooding, Adrian Brody kissing Halle Berry. That was a that was a big one. I remember. Uh, yeah, well. You know what? We'll we'll compile a list. That could be its own separate episode. Alex, nineteen seventy three. That's it was a really good year. What like I'm looking at the list and like some of these movies really should have been nominated. I think. Uh, what do you What do you got? What stood out to you in nineteen seventy three? Well, the big one, the big one. I think we were both talking about that before was uh, Serpico. I, I like. Oh, Al Pacino put in Serpico, <laughs> and it didn't get. Got nominated for a Globe. I think he Globes, uh, but he... how did it not even get in? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it... especially because it was like this is when when everyone was like obsessed with when it was starting the seventies. This is when gritty crime movies were right. everywhere. This was the gritty gritty crime New York because New York was gritty back then. And then what's the and the true story screwed it up. That that seems like that's such a yeah. great film. But no. Is it longer than two hours? Yes, it was. All the notes. Yeah, but uh, speaking of gr- uh, gritty stuff, you also had Mean Streets come out that year. Always, always classic. Uh, Last Tango in Paris. Uh, phenomenal film. You had both High Plains Drifter and Magnum Force. You had two, <laughs> two Clint Eastwoods. Boom. You had The Man With No Name and you had Dirty Harry. Well, he wasn't actually Mammoth Noname, but he's always Mammoth Noname. It was whatever. So is he. Yeah. yeah. 
That's on. Yeah, you had the animated Robin Hood. You had Soylent Green. You had Jesus Christ Superstar and Godspell. You know, the Wicker Man. You and, know, oh, I think I know. Okay. But, but it, and you also Day of the Dolphin. Dolphin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's his movie. I don't know if anyone's heard that episode, but yeah, when I when you heard the when I heard about the existence of the Day of the Dolphin, the dolphin that was carrying the president, he was unwittingly you know, trained to kill the president. <laughs> How do you unwittingly train a dolphin to kill the president? Oh my god! Starring Patton, starring, starring. <laughs> Alex lost his mind. It was, it was wonderful. I don't know how it's been so long, and I haven't. Seen that. No, it's, uh, it's got to be on the top of my. Yeah, but like, <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't that have been great? It would have been great if that was nominated for best picture or anything else at all. So, god, yeah, right. But, but like, man, nineteen. 19- so, that too, Mike Nichols. I mean. He's a director. He's done a lot of but, stuff. He's but it was know. a famous uh, quote by uh, Pauline Kael from uh, the New Yorker. She, that that, that uh, and that Nichols and oh, because uh, wait, who was it? Oh, it was a uh, George C. Scott? I yeah, guess it was a Nichols. If they, you know, that's all they could think of was talking dolphins that they should see movies. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I love I love Pauline Kael. She has some of the best just put downs on films ever. So, <laughs> Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, that is the 1973 uh, Academy Awards and other films that came out that year. We'll let you decide what films perhaps should have been nominated and what films should have won. But in the meantime, we're going to take a short break. and When we come back, we're finally going to dive into The Sting. So stick around. Your boss is quite a card player, Mr. Kelly. How does he do it? He cheats. Well, in that case, I'll keep my money and we'll just have another game. You don't have any to keep. Here's your wallet. You hired a dame to take it from you. Shaw's been planning to beat your game for months. He's just been waiting for you to cheat him so he could clip you. Who do you think you're talking to, Aaron Boy? Nobody sets me up. Take him back to the baggage room. Put one in his ear. Christ's sake, there were four witnesses at that table. And go back. Get another goddamn son of a bitch. So we'll dump him in the first tunnel we hit. Doyle, we're going to be in the station in a couple of minutes. Think it'll look too good you killing a guy you owe money to. There's better ways of taking him down. What do you think Shaw would do to me if he knew I was telling you this? Okay. And we are back. Alex, The Sting reunited Robert Redford and Paul Newman with director George Roy Hill for a sort of band getting back together from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, as we mentioned it. Uh, why did, did did it work out as well this time? Obviously, they won some awards, but what what do you think of, like, is it as good as Butch? What, what are no. your thoughts? No? No. No, it's not. Uh, it's... Kind of like what you were alluding to before. It's it's just kind of light film, light of hand film. <laughs> uh, but um, do a lot of that. Um, but much to it, you don't really care about these characters. It's just it's it's light entertainment. That's all it is. Something that feels like eleven a hell of a lot better. Uh, of course, years later, and of course this film. Um, but it's that kind of movie. It's it's like nobody. Thing, oh, Ocean's Eleven Picture Award. Uh, it's entertaining as hell. Oh, still is. 
I, st- I, st- yeah. I still love rewatching them because there's so much cool happening. But yeah, here, exactly. here, here with the sting, I s- I've seen it and like, eh, okay, I've seen it. I can feel good about having watched cool. it. The, yeah, yeah, there, there's, there's, there's some good moments. The, the card game between um, game is really the best. That's the highlight of the film. I've... It's, it's really great. Also, like, uh, like I, I was, I was tweeting to, when I was watching. I'm like, they're playing regular poker. Do we not like? Mm. Oh, we didn't have. Did oh, yeah. we not have Texas Hold'em back in the oh. '30s? It's so weird. I'm like, this is just like you're not playing the river or anything. It's like very, very odd. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's really well done, and that kind of sets us everything else to come later. Yeah, but uh, gaming his way into. Uh, he's got. He's sitting there with his bottle of gin. He comes in basically playing a drunk, and he's. <laughs> You know, half bottle of gin that he watered down, or half gin that he's going to be drunk, damning everyone out of all their money. Um, it's a really he, the part where he's like he's like wiping his like it's because he's playing with these like you know rich hoity toity along with a mouse and uh, like wiping his mouth on his tie. He's making <laughs> yeah. fun of people. He keeps getting the guy's name wrong. But he's playing it perfect. Eating every bit of scenery in that part. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And you know, and his goal there is to out cheat Robert Shaw, who is a notorious cheater in this. And so when you know when that when it finally comes down and and uh, Newman wins, you're like, oh, awesome. <laughs> but then, yeah, and then but then like you know, one of uh, Lonergan's reveal. Like, it's a great reveal. It's, yeah, it's a great. Yeah, I was like, when did he when did he do that? <laughs> I, I love <laughs> I love I love I love Lonergan's uh, retorts. Like what? What I'm gonna say? I'm gonna say he he out cheated me. He cheated or he cheated better <laughs> yeah, than yeah. me. I'm like, all right. So and that sets up the whole. It becomes a matter of pride thing. And then there's this very elaborate con. Very elaborate. Super very involving. Uh, a lot of people. A lot of a lot of, a lot people, of people. Uh. uh race you know racing i think it's i think there's a legit it was a legitimate thing called post uh, i think it was post tracking or something where you just posting pace posting pace posting where, 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 where yeah where, where betting. yeah where you essentially bet on a race that already happened and you like spill some information this guy it's super elaborate and credit to both george roy hill and david s ward and all the actors for let just keeping you like it's very it's straightforward. It's not really ask, it's not taxing too much of your uh, your brain power to fit, to understand what's going on. But there are a lot of moving parts, and again, I do give the film lots of credit for the tightness of its plot. I don't I don't feel like there's really many wasted scenes here. It's just I don't really care about them, and also because here we are forty years later. And I have seen all of this before. It's all it's the like, con man movies have become very elaborate. I remember Ocean's Thirteen involves some sort of earthquake device thing. It's like it's got ridiculous, but it was you know it's also really cool. And this is it's so simple and tame by comparison uh, that it, it's just it kind of felt like uh, I don't I don't like I get like I kind of feel for Redford's character. Newman doesn't. He doesn't do it for me outside of just being Paul yeah. and great. Oh, because you know, it's Redford's story. It's, it starts with him, kind of a small-time drifter. He's uh, got a partner who makes the mistake of, while being in a movie, saying, this is my last one, I can't <laughs> do anymore. And as soon as he says that, you're like, okay, oh, okay. your days, you know. Yeah, the Mormonists he got in this film? Yeah. And that, and that was that was Robert Earl Jones from, uh, he was in Do the Right Thing, famous, just, just really famous actor. And you're like, oh, 
Oh, buddy, come on, man. You're what do you think's going to happen to you now? What he, he's got three days left uh, left till retirement. Yeah, basically, I'm getting too old for this shit. Basically, <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Vaccine, he's dead. Uh, yeah, and so, so then it's uh, uh, you know, you know, he gets under the wing of uh, goes somehow to do the ultimate, uh, the ultimate scam. Yeah. And oh, it's the, big, really, the big con, big con, the big con. Right. So and it, it uh, sets it up, and each each part of the film is is it has its own little chapter. Oh, uh, I hated that. Oh, by the way, so it, when the movie started, were you you think that you would to the end of the film by mistake or I, I thought on a tv show by accident maybe because there was uh, what he's referring to there's a dramatic uh, dramatist persona in front so they're just telling you here are the actors hear who they're playing yeah. it's it's so it gives you little video clips yeah, of each but, actor in their parts but you haven't seen a single frame of the film yet you're just watching the actors kind of do it's kind of like one of those like you know like the beginning of like i don't know like full house or something no, but it's like it's like almost like a like a like you know kind of almost like char- characters like smiling at the screen. Not that yeah. bad. they're not like looking it's at the camera that, and smiling. Actually, it's actually from the movie, but yeah, yeah. I thought I thought like that. Yeah, I think that's where it comes down to. It's like okay, the movie itself is like yes, tight, but they are also dumbing it down to be like okay, and now we have here's the setup, here's the sting, here's the wire, here's here like it's like in case you weren't actually. In case you couldn't follow along, 1973 audience, we're going to explain each individual section so it becomes nice and nice and, and nice and bite-sized, nice and edible for you. I didn't like that. It always took me out because, again, you know, fades and wipes and things like this. Unless you're in a Tarantino movie, it it doesn't really happen these days. <clears throat> you just expect your audience to be able to keep the fuck up. And uh, I felt that uh, I I just didn't like every time it came up, I was like, oh, okay, now we're doing this part. Obviously, the next part of the con, I get it. It's uh, kind of embarrassing, really, I thought. (laughs) But uh, I wasn't sure the framing device. I was out of place. No, what's going on. We could everything. After the logical progression. Went to the next, it's not like a Pulp Fiction movie or something. Right, where you're jumping back and forth and jumping, yeah, timelines. No, it's just it's a it's a simple film told fairly simply. Um, it's and long, longly. It is. But, it, uh, it was kind of long. It was, it was again. I don't think there's any wasted thing. Yeah, it, 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 it it's not. It doesn't feel it's two hours and like it it moves pretty quickly. Yeah. Again, it's it's, it's, it's all cool. fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's. Fun. I don't know if there doesn't need to be story need to be. I mean, I I agree with you that there's not really anything. You'll see that I don't know. Like they could have cut out the whole beginning of Robert Redford's character, and it would have been the same. Like you're not following his arc. You don't care what happens? We kind of it's just, he has one of those arcs. Yeah, he he goes through he, the same. He gets he gets what he wants, but he doesn't take the like the half a million dollars they scammed yeah. out, out of line he's like nah i'll just blow i'm like dude <laughs> i don't that nice give, i mean yeah, blew it all yeah well that this- yeah he got the very nice but like also like you could give it to robert Earl jones's wife or something like oh yeah you, I don't, <laughs> I you, can, that. you can yeah, help some widows. people out <laughs> as a uh, yeah some old uh, his old partner's family 
Right. You could substitute now. Like you could, you could you could help out with that. It's it's fine. But um, anyways, but the film works because it's Robert Redford and Paul Newman, and we love them. Uh, I mean, I I you love what I just love watching these guys. They're great, even if what they are doing isn't all that you know. Maybe it's not all that important. They are just so goddamn cool in this. Like, God, like uh, Newman who plays Gondorf. He's which I'm like, oh, he's Gandalf, but he's he's not. Uh, Newman, <laughs> uh, Newman plays Gondorf, the, uh, the 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 old hand, the the master. And I it just he, I just love I just love watching him work like even like even the small things even when he's like he's breaking open the ice in the in the kitchen sink and he just dunks his face in it I'm like I don't know what I'm just like I think that's funny and that's cool because it's Paul Newman and he's great at this and I understand the need to get the band back together I kind of honestly wish there was more interaction between them. It seems like they meet up and they plan and then they're off in their own little worlds. Cause, yeah. because, because Redford's having to, having to play a potential turncoat and Newman's off doing his own thing and they never really get to meet. So it's not a lot of, yeah, they're they're We're just, we're just having fun. It's not, it's not like that. Part of the, it's, it's a classic thing where they're trying to keep the audience in the dark as to what's really happening to more fun. Field. Uh, it's you no, know, they, they do that. I feel like they do that too many times. They do it during the card game. Great effect, I feel. Yes. But then even at the very end, I, I, by that point, I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? Because it's happened a few times before where, you know, where you're, you're like, oh, my gosh. And then you realize that that's just part of their con. Right. All working according to their plan that you are not aware of. Um, right. So, and then that's, which is, uh, that is another classic ice movie thing. There's so many times, how, how many times, you know, there's uh, ice movies where either the, characters don't tell you about it or they go off to tell you talk about something and then let the heist play out and you just are surprised by how it happens right. and, and then this they happens. explain it and yeah yeah I actually, yeah they I, do. I've, I've i've always liked that i was um i was genuinely surprised by two things in the same scene there was the hit woman that was sent out to knock off uh robert redford which i actually i kind of kind of dug their chemistry and was genuinely surprised when she was revealed to be like she was there to kill him and also the guy that Gondorf sent to protect Redford or Hooker in this case that he had a, that was a fantastic shot he he was 100 yards away he was like 100 <laughs> yards away with a pistol with a silence with a silence a, si- a silence pistol and he nailed this woman square in the forehead with with Robert Redford standing maybe six feet and a foot to the six feet away and a foot to the side, and I was like, "Oh my god, that was an amazing! Like, why did you do that? Like, oh, she's a bad guy because of course she is. Good on you, movie. I honestly didn't see that coming, but the uh, but the rest of it, like when you know when the when he gets brought into the FBI so they can shake the um shake the other the other police officer from Joliet, Illinois, who. Redford scammed with some counterfeit bills. You're like, right, Redford's on the run from a lot of people in this, and he'll catch up to him. But yeah, it, it, that part is yeah, yeah. It's like you're, it's like you're, 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 you're part, you're part of this. I don't know exactly how you're part of this, but it all comes together in the end, and everybody gets away scot free. Because I never felt like they were really in danger. The, yeah, the, no, throughout the whole film, they were always going to, succeed. they were always going to succeed. Uh, I, I've yeah, they're so good at, because I didn't I didn't get any because Red because Hooker was Hooker was like he had some he had some moments, but yeah, but 
but Gondorf never Gondorf always had everything under control. He never had to. Re- I don't think he really ever had to face down anything. They, I, they, uh, th- I think they had that one moment where Lonigan got there too early or something, and so they had to like block him off. But they handled that just fine, and it was, it was, it was, it was actually worked to the con's advantage. But wildly few stakes, despite the whole people are. Be, people are killed. People are trying to be killed, and there's a half million dollars on the line, or like no, two million dollars on the line, or however much there is, or half million, right? Because uh, well, half million in 1930s money. Oh yeah, which is yeah, 36, I think. Oh, 36, yeah, yeah, 36. And uh, credit to the art direction and all of that. It does actually have this nice period piece look. I think that Oscar was actually well deserved. I thought I thought, I thought it was nice. I, mean, I feel like it's like obviously backlots. Definitely one of those movies. It, but in that way, maybe it does. It almost works because it does feel like a Hollywood movie in that way. You know, it's all shot on backlots. I chasing actually pretty good, decent little chasing by the way. Yeah, the one little. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, wait. I've heard El Train. Uh, yeah, in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. um, yeah. That, it, it does all kind of feel like it's on you know, Hollywood. Which kind of, I don't know. I, I, I'm, 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 like, I'm, I was fine with it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this looks kind of yeah, cool. I'm that's, that's cool. <laughs> I, I also loved how the, because uh, they were saying, Hooker and Gondorf, they were staying in a, like a, a, like a prostitute's uh, a whorehouse, basically. And their fun, <laughs> the girl's idea of fun was to ride the carousel that was out back. Yeah. <laughs> like, Really? Oh man, we are. In, I work. We are in the '30s, aren't we? <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but speaking of red technology, speaking of speaking of Redford running, he does it a lot. And I think Tom Cruise, did you take a cue from Robert Redford because you run in all your movies, and I feel like Robert Redford has to do the same as well. <laughs> well, I I don't know what else really to talk about. Really, it's uh, how much to it? There's one heist. That's the big heist, and that that's a. The film i'd say like it's all leading up to that it's all you know it's parts that lead up to tricking this guy into actually dropping a uh, half million bet so most of the film is set up for that uh yeah. it kind of give, gives you a little introduction to what guys can do it shows you okay robert Redford's character he's this uh paul newman is really slick and good at manipulating people and then here they go they're gonna go like this guy and of course and they, it's all about you're just watching it it's fun it's fun and you're watching uh play roles and try different things change as as the job necessity that's it it's fun it's it's something really remarkable about this yeah that's the way i feel um it's a lot of fun i don't regret watching it i would i would i would recommend people watch it it's fun but like I, it's one of the things like i wonder if i i would have thought differently though if i had seen or i'd seen all these subsequent movies that were influenced by it you know right right and I'm sure I'm... that way, I can get by up there. Right, I the th- film itself. Yeah, as as a movie, as a movie itself, I think it's absolutely fine. As a best picture winner, it doesn't feel worthy of the title. But I'm thinking, okay, here I am in 1973. It's shit's awful. You know, you just had Watergate. There's Vietnam. Seventies shaping up to be just just a terrible decade. You need something 
that is an entertaining and fun movie. You just go to the film, you go to the cinema, and you just turn yourself off. You're like, okay, I'm just going to be led on this fun little journey. There are going to be a couple guys doing some cool things, and that's it. I understand why it was one of the highest grossing movies of the year, and I think at the time I understand maybe the country needed the sting, but I don't think it is held up, especially because all of its you know all the 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 ones that came after it have done it better oceans films hell even some of the fast and like fast five which is a heist film like i think that's a pretty great heist film (laughs) and it it has its it has its fingers in a lot of you know it's influenced a lot of things but in and of itself it's a very slight movie and it won best picture that's why we're talking about it. Should it have yeah, won otherwise... this picture? I don't know. Because, like, The Exorcist is still, like, all time one of, like, not just a great horror movie. It's one of the greatest horror movies. It's a fantastic movie in and of itself that happens to be, like, a horror movie with some horrifying images. Uh, it's, I don't, the sting. Uh, hmm? Peter Blatty uh, uh, was. <laughs> the Exorcist's head and shoulders, the finest film made this year. <laughs> he was mad about even the writer. Um, yeah, I yeah, I mean, if uh, and if we had to talk about, you know, we always talk about which ones have held up to the test of time. If that's a question, as the Exorcist beyond anything else, like more than any other of the nominees this year, right? And it's cl- it's clear that history has also been. Um kind to a lot of the films that didn't get nominated. You have Serpico, you have Indian <laughs> Streets, you have Last Tango in Paris. Um, all these films have are remarkably more well-revered and well-regarded than The Sting. Um, so, yeah. Even among Best Picture movements, I feel like it's not well-known. It isn't. It, 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 it had the unfortunate uh, timing to be between both Godfather and Godfather 2, so... <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a that's a, like that's a hard act to both follow and proceed, if you think about it. So um, that is the sting. Um, next week, Alex, I believe we have already rolled for this, and we will be yes. talking about 2011's The Artist. The other film I have not seen. Oh, okay. Yeah. I. Enjoyed it at the time. I'm curious to see how well it is held up five years later. The last and only second silent movie to win Best Picture after the inaugural 1927 award to Wings. Uh, it's an interesting little. It's an interesting little film. I am curious to see how you enjoy it, ladies and gentlemen. We are Oscar Watch. If you have liked what you have listened to, you can send us an email at oscarwatchpodcast at gmail dot com with your recommendations, your thoughts. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Oscar Watch Pod. And be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes if you have not done so already. And if you are really kind and feeling generous in this new year, two thousand seventeen. Leave us a fine review on there. We greatly appreciate it. Alex, where can people find you if they want to get in touch? Twitter, Alex Riviello. There, I'll. He the will. Movie. He'll be on there. He'll also be on PlayStation or Xbox. What game are you playing now? Whoa! I heard you just finished Final Fantasy Fifteen. I did. Did it was fun. It was great. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, 
nice that my buddies have uh, gifted me. Thank you, by the way. You're welcome. Never heard of that game, <laughs> but I'm like, my buddy Alex wants it, so I'm going to send it to him. It's by the Hero Escape. No, nobody's going to notice. <laughs> yeah. Hero Escape. It's a great series. It's a very Japanese yeah. novel. Yeah. That's by the uh, Persona guys, right? No, no. No, all this, no it's just it's, it's a third third sequel from started with called 999 on uh yes it is okay i'm just good. i'm just i'm just nodding and okay, right. <laughs> the whole audience is doing that right now <laughs> yeah. but, may, but maybe hey 999 will get a little boost and so we'll so we'll this one anyways uh this has been oscar watch ladies and gentlemen we will talk to you next week we'll probably talk about the golden globes as well because guess what there's an actual oscar race happening not all the history But until such time, we will see you on the red carpet. Forget the sun in his jealous sky.